Welcome to the Active Marketer Podcast, where we talk about how to design, automate, and scale your business to the next level using sales and marketing automation. You can find out all the tips, tactics, and techniques you need to get more customers and sell more stuff over at theactivemarketer.com. Now, here's your host, Barry Moore. Welcome to the very first episode of the Active Marketer Podcast for 2016. This is the podcast that's all about sales funnels and marketing automation, and I'm your host, Barry Moore. Really excited to be here, really excited to be kicking off a new year in my business. I've got some great, exciting things coming down the pipe, and I'm really excited for you to be implementing marketing automation in your business. So we're publishing this episode in January 2016. In January, the new year is typically the time everyone sits down and starts planning out a strategy for their business for the coming year, or if you're smart, the coming 90 days. And I get a lot of questions from people about marketing automation. It's a powerful, powerful uh, tool to put into your business, and I think everyone really understands that, but they struggle on where to get started or what tactics and techniques, what automations they can put to a greatest use in their business. So in this episode, this New Year's resolution episode, I've gone back in the time machine to 2015. I've grabbed some top tips from some really top-tier internet marketers on what you can put into your business straight away. So we've got some coming up, some snippets from five top-tier internet marketers, and they're telling you exactly what you can do to put into your business to have the biggest impact in 2016. So... What I suggest you do is you pause this, grab a notebook, grab a pen, or bookmark it, or email it to yourself, or whatever you got to do, because you're going to want to take some notes on this one. This basically lays out a perfect strategy for acquiring new customers, split testing your conversions, nurturing those customers that are already on your list, and a perfect way to follow somebody up post-purchase after they've bought something from you. So this is one you're going to want to take notes on. But before we get into all those fantastic tips, I want to urge you to stick around to the end of the episode. At the end of this episode, I'm going to give you the ability to get in on a special offer I'm really excited about for 2016 here at the Active Marketer Podcast. So don't bail early. Stick around to the end. You're going to want to get in on this special offer that I've got for you at the end of the episode. So we'll see you at the end of the episode. In the meantime, let's get into these top five strategies from these top five internet marketers that we had as guests in 2015. Get your notebook and get ready for a killer 2016. For our first little tidbit, we're going to go all the way back to episode one with James Schramko, super clever guy and has always been an online mentor of mine. He's going to share a few sequences that you can put into your business straight away that will show immediate results. And are there any particular types of sequences or particular types of email that you're finding are more effective for conversions or sales than other ones? Well, I think one of the biggest changes for my business was adding the cart abandonment because those people have registered an interest in buying but not gone ahead. So I, I believe that if you can get that up and running, that's a really worthwhile sequence to have. And of course, in my business, the unsubscribe sequence is vital because if you can keep a customer, it's much more effective than trying to go and get a new one. And rather than just let someone go unquestioned, 
that little investigation as to why someone stopped or fixing up a bug in in a billing system is definitely worthwhile. So I'd say that one also is a, is a really profitable sequence to have. Yeah, for sure, especially with those recurring uh, recurring monthly customers. You know, once they leave, that's that's monthly revenue for who knows how many months that you're going to miss out as opposed to just one single sale, you know. Any any kind of ideas what percentage that card abandonment sequence is saving or bringing people back to the fold? Uh, the card abandonment, I would estimate about 20%. Oh, wow. I think I think it really makes a huge difference because uh, I, I do see people responding to that follow-up and you can get a feel for how many people were on that list that then get migrated across to a product list so that you can actually measure that one. Yeah, very cool. I remember too, like years ago when I first came across you and came across your website and I, I was having a look at um, I think some, some of your website services and about like three days later, I got one of those nine word emails. Hey, are you still interested in, <laughs> in buying a website? And I was like, how the hell did he do that? And uh, obviously I've subsequent, I've gone and found out, but uh, that I think those nine word emails are really, really simple and really, really effective. Have you found those um, particularly useful or effective in, in converting to a sale? Uh, extremely effective. It's It's probably the best thing you can possibly do. And, um, you know, when people actually reply to those with a reason why they weren't or with, a, with an excuse or an objection, quite often it's giving you the feedback or data that you need to be able to change the messaging and to, to save a lot of future sales. So it's not just that one person, you're leveraging your sales copy and there's nothing more important than increasing conversions on your website because most people in online marketing have a conversion problem. All right, some gold from James there, but begs the question, what can you do about a conversion problem? Which segues beautifully into some great advice from Shane Malah of Thrive Themes, uh, where he talks about split testing and conversion. Uh, And this little gem is from episode two. Um, We really wanted you to have the freedom to test anything because that's one of the things that really sets the, the smartest marketers and companies apart is that they do a lot of testing, right? Instead of just saying, oh, all I need is a pop-up that shows everywhere and that that's good. They just keep testing, keep testing, keep iterating to to make their list grow faster and faster. So that's that's one thing we wanted to build in. And the other thing is that we have very detailed targeting options because again, this is this is something we just found in our own testing as well. And we found that um, some of the most switched on people out there are doing a lot of very um, detailed segmentation. So they will show different opt-in forms to different segments of their audience and to make those offers more relevant. Right? And that's one of the most powerful things you could do to increase your conversion is, is to make a more relevant offer um, to your visitor. So in Thrive Leads, we have a whole range of options to let you do that, where, for example, you can create a different offer and a different opt-in form to show uh, across your website, depending on which category um, of posts someone is looking at right now. So that's that's triggered off the blog post category, is that right? Yeah, and you can and you can trigger this off of basically any recognizable uh, factor in WordPress. So you can use categories, tags, other taxonomies, oh, right. uh, uh, post types, page templates, just w- anything that's identifiable within WordPress. You can use for this targeting. 
And then so you're basically showing a different offer. So if someone, so say you're on a health and fitness site and Mm -hmm. if someone's looking at a blog post that has to do with exercises, you could have a different opt-in than if they were looking at a blog post that had to do with nutrition. Is that what you're saying? Exactly. And this is something that really can make a huge difference. Yeah. Someone's looking at um, a nutrition uh, article and you show them an opt-in offer that says, you know, opt-in here to get whatever, this free report with more nutrition-related stuff can make a huge difference compared to just having a single you know, catch-all offer that you're showing everywhere on your site. Right, so on the nutrition page, it's like the five foods you should never eat if you want to lose weight. And then on the exercise page, it might be like the five exercises to get ripped fast or something like that. So Exactly. Right, exactly. very cool, very cool. And um, just to loop back to something you said before about split testing, and uh, I think split testing is like, <laughs> it's like exercise. Everybody knows they should do it, but uh, most, mm-hmm. people, most people don't get around to it. So mm-hmm. um, uh, you mentioned something there that you could even split test on different triggers. What did you mean by that? Uh, yeah, so um, so there's different ways to trigger your opt-in forms. This is especially relevant for uh, lightbox pop-ups and slide-ins. So you know where basically you don't have the form showing inside your content. The form kind of appears on top of your content, and there's different ways to trigger that. So you can say, for example, you can say, okay, I want to show this after three seconds, right? When someone comes to the page, wait three seconds, then show it. Or you can say, I want to show it when someone scrolls to a certain point on the page or scrolls to the end of the, po- uh, the, end of the post, then show this. Um, and there, or we also have an exit intent trigger, so you can show it when someone's about to leave your site. Um, and, but more importantly, you can actually test these different options against each other, right? Because that's something you can find a lot of opinion about this out there, but there's not a lot of data because it's quite or it used to be quite difficult to test. So, you know, what, what what's better? Should you show it after 10 seconds or after three seconds? Oh, right, or right. after someone scrolls down 50% of your post, right? Now you can just test these different triggers against each other and see what, what actually works best. And you can trigger different kind of modalities, like a light box versus a scroll trigger box or something like that? Yeah, yeah. Very cool. I think I have two things to say that are, that address two different groups of people because... From from my experience, like the first group of people is is let's say the beginner, where I think the most important tip is that you you get in the habit of um, of shipping, right? You get in the habit of actually shipping. So my my first tip for people when they start using this is to create a form and publish it as soon as possible. Yeah. It's it's the kind of thing where you know don't get in the habit of putting it off until later. Don't get in the habit of thinking, oh, first I will you know come up with the perfect headline and then I'll make the perfect offer and then I'll build this course and then I'll integrate with that and so on. And then you know it's weeks pass before you publish your opt-in form. So get in the habit of publishing stuff uncomfortably fast. That's that's one of the most <laughs> important things you can do as an entrepreneur, I think. Um, so yeah, so that that would be the first tip. Like just whatever you can publish right now, do that. Even if it's the, like the simplest form with the least enticing offer ever. Even if it's just like you know, sign up below to get emails from me, yeah. which is not a good offer essentially. But even <laughs> if you do that, uh, you're you know, it's better to do that right now, and then start working on improving it than to just put it off forever, right? So that's like the yeah. uncomfortably fast. I love it. Yeah. 
And the and the beginner that's like the beginner tip, right? And the more advanced tip is um, this is a bit more time consuming, but I want to encourage people to if you're doing testing and if you're really serious about growing that list, I want to encourage you to test value propositions and to test offers against each other, right? Don't get lost for too long in, you know, tweaking headlines and testing button colors against each other and stuff like that. that those are like the last tests you should run, like the most powerful tests you can run that will uh, give you the greatest results and also give you valuable insights into your target audience and how you can market to them are tests of your value proposition and tests of different offers. Yeah, that's, that's one of the greatest things that can lead to improved conversions. Yeah, test screams, not whispers, as they say. Yeah. Some great advice from Shane there. And if you haven't checked out Thrive Leads, which is what we were talking about there, it's a WordPress plugin that allows you to easily put up on your site different types of opt-in opportunities, sidebar, ribbon bar across the top, light box pop-up, end of post pop-up. And as we said in that little discussion there, you can... Get Thrive to customize the opt-in offer that it puts in based on all those little WordPress categories and things. Really, really powerful. I'd suggest you check it out. Now, now that we've uh, split tested our offer and we're starting to get people onto the list, how do we keep them engaged? And for the best piece of advice from last year, we're going to go to Andre Chaperone a really fantastic copywriter who's well-known for getting big results from small lists and the basically the godfather of the soap opera sequence. If you've ever studied email marketing, you've certainly come across that term at some point. So we got Andre on the show to talk about uh, how he frames and creates his soap opera sequences. Let's go to Andre. Um, so for those maybe for those folks who aren't familiar, could you just kind of give us the basis of, of your soap opera soap opera sequence? Um, yeah, it's 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 simple enough. Um, there's two components. The, the one component is the structure. It's 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 how the physical thing is is actually mapped out. Um, so like I said already, it's all based on follow up sequences. So. Um, you know, so we emails go out sequentially. You you put them in the system, and they go out with a pre, predefined gap in between each one. Um, then you can get you can go one level deeper, and you can you can say to yourself, okay, um, someone's going going through these emails, and you know everyone's different, and everyone has everybody has different needs, and. Um, so you can create context with your emails, you know, with your story sequence. And based on that context, different people can take different actions, right? Because certain things are going to resonate with certain people. Um, so understanding that is then I started to implement these behavioral um, sequences. So basically, if somebody takes an action and clicks on a link, so whatever that might be, depending on the market, um, they click on a link because it makes sense to them or they want to know more about a certain thing. And then what I do is that launches another set of sequence and sends them down another little path. Um, so the tools nowadays are, are a lot more slick than they used to be. Um, it used to be a bit of a, a mission to set the whole thing up. It wasn't, it wasn't a simple process moving people between lists. <laughs> yeah. It's a lot more now. 
it's a lot more elegant now where they could just click a link. Whereas before they had to actually opt in again. And have you found like an optimal length for your main soap opera sequence or does it really depend on the subject matter or the customer avatar that you're talking to? Um, as a rule of thumb, it just, you just keep adding, adding onto it. So it doesn't end. Um, so yeah, um, it can be just, just keep writing. I mean, initially it'll be like a week long. You write seven, seven emails worth of stuff. And then you just create a process where every single week you would just keep adding, you know, writing more emails and adding them to that sequence. And then over time it'll get longer. It'll get, you know, it'll be 30 days long or a month long and then 45 days, 90 days. And you just keep going. Um, have you looked at the metrics to see if there's any kind of drop off the longer it gets or are you, are you such a good storyteller that you're keeping people hooked for 45 days? Um, well, I know people go all the way through them and they click all the way through them. So, um, wow. yeah, so I just, I just keep, keep adding to it. Um, and obviously, um, there's, there's other, there's other little offshoots. So, um, as people are doing things and clicking on certain things, it's launching other emails. So they're always engaged. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, marketers and, and, and anybody interested in, in a certain topic are, are going to read stuff and click on, click on links because they want to discover more. Yeah. And when you start to, to use little cool things like open loops and cliffhangers, it keeps people, it keeps people, keeps them reading. Yeah, I love your open loop writing style. I just read the emails just for the sake of reading them, just because there's, <laughs> they're so good to read. Do you ever have? Do you, do you ever have trouble keeping all the sequences straight in your head? Um, yeah, sometimes. <laughs> Fair. Uh, Andre, <coughs> Andre is a super clever guy, and you should definitely check him out. He has written the seminal work on. Autoresponders called Autoresponder Madness. It's worth uh, worth getting if you're going to be serious about creating some autoresponder sequences for your business. And on the theme of copywriters, the next guest we're going to bring back for a bit of a rewind from last year is another copywriter, John McIntyre, widely known as the autoresponder guy. And he's going to share a couple sequences with us. Um, especially interesting is his kind of evergreen rotation sequence that he talks about. So let's listen in on this snippet from John McIntyre. Why use marketing automation in the first place? And the reason why is that when, you know, when someone visits your site and uh, they sign up to the email list, chances are within the, the, the running of your business, there's going to be a bunch of different times when you're going to want to email people. And you know one of those times is going to be when they first sign up depending on the business model, that when they first sign up, you want to at least say, hey, either get them on the phone, tell them about a product, that you've got something like that. There's going to be a sequence as well when they become a customer. Once they become a customer, you want to put them on some kind of a campaign so that they get, they're get receiving communication from you on a regular basis. So you stay top of mind. And so they, you know, they respect you and they know you as the leader, uh, you know, as the main authority, you know, in that niche or in that industry. So that's what that's going to do. And you're also going to be able to sell them stuff afterwards because there's a lot of the, um, you know, as a lot of people find out when, once they get more experience with business is that the money is really in, in the back end. You, you make most of the profit selling to people who've already bought stuff. So you're going to want to have an email list for your customers. So that's two segments. So a segment is, you might say a batch or a, a section, you know, it doesn't really matter what you call it, but basically a group of people 
within your audience, within your entire list. So a segment, maybe you have a thousand people on your email list and 500 of them, that would be a segment. Okay, so you've got two segments right there. People who just sign up, prospects, and then customers. And you don't want to be sending, the reason you use marketing automation stuff to get a bit more advanced with this is that you don't want to be sending your customers emails that are going to your prospects because you're probably asking your prospects to buy stuff and, uh, and if, you, if you're asking your customers to buy stuff that they've already bought, you're going to look unprofessional and they're also going to think, probably think you're a bit pushy and you're just not very good at setting this whole thing up. So, John, you've, you've got a lot of people come through your business wanting autoresponders. What are the, what are the common ones that, that, that most people seem to need in their business? All right, you've got the, the, I mean, the most common ones are going to be, number one is going to be the prospect sequence. So someone visits the site and they sign up and they, they buy something. Oh, sorry, they don't buy, they haven't bought anything yet. So they, sign, they, they basically sign up and they, they need uh, some kind of sequence that's going to convert uh, the prospects and the customers and get them to buy, usually a cheap product, which is called like, you know, a loss leader or a tripwire or something like that. That would be one sequence. So getting the getting you know first time prospects you've never bought anything to make a purchase. Uh, another sequence is uh, say for customers, and it might be a straight sequence for you know customers you've bought one product that just does you know six emails or you know ten emails or something like that that sends it out and uh, converts them into into into, uh, into basically makes them buy more more product. Okay, and they'd be the main ones. I mean to be honest, it's not uh, it's not. You can go as complex as you, you know, complex as you want with this. And an example is a client that, uh, that I'm working with right now. And so, so he sells one product, and then after he's got about five or six other products. There's two funnels, and there's about five or six products per funnel. And so he'll sell one product, and then what he wants to do is automate the process by which he follows up with those customers after that. And because he wants to, he sends out broadcasts and he makes some okay money from that. But what he wants to do is then instead of that. Uh, create this automated process so that he can walk away and go sit on the beach while his, you know, automated email system goes and makes those sales for him. And, uh, what, uh, what we're going to put together, what we're going to do with him is it'll be that sequence that I just mentioned. You call it like the evergreen rotation funnel. Um, and the way it works is you've got email one is a content email, right? So let's say someone buys a product and, and they've had the upsell and then you've, all right, so great. Thanks for buying the product. Here's some other cool stuff. After we've finished that, so you might only have two or three emails after they bought the product. Then it's like, what next? And this is, I think, something, if you have a number of different products, I think this could work really, really well. And so what you do is you get, you send out one content email and by content is really just goodwill. Say something cool, give them a tip, give them some great information, touch base with them, something something just kind. You're not trying to pitch them. Email number two is a trigger email. And that's so you might maybe write something about you know, search engine optimization. And if they click that link, they get moved to a separate list. So they're removed from that main list and they go to a separate list and, and they, they get three or, three or four email promotion for a product that you sell about search engine optimization. And if they don't buy, whether they buy or they don't buy, at the end of that four email sequence, they go back to the main list again. Now, the people who, who visit the sales page and don't buy, you can, you can uh, use the software to be like, well, if they visited this page but they didn't buy, send them this email. So if at any point during that four email promotion they visited your you know, website and they didn't buy, you can then trigger an email to them and say, hey, we noticed you visited the page but you didn't buy. Here's 10% off or something like that. So you can remind them to go back. We could say just, just remind them that it's still there, it's waiting for them, and here are the benefits. And then maybe email two, you could say, well, here's a discount because we st- you still haven't bought it yet. So then we come back. And then so whether they buy or they don't buy, they go back onto the sequence. 
the original sequence, where it was a content email and the trigger email. And when they get back on there, they get another content email to establish the goodwill and the rapport and the trust again. And then they get another trigger email, this time for, say, pay-per-click marketing. And they go through that, uh, that four email promotion sequence again if they click on that link. And so you might have five or six products, and this is what we're doing with this client. They might have, say, six products, so six rotations. And what's cool is when they get to the rotation, the end of rotation number six, some people would think that that's the end of the funnel. And it could be. Or what you could do is just then when they finish the end of that sequence, you could just take them all the way back to the beginning. Absolutely. So it's, and I think that's, that's so then you have this ongoing, if that was a three-month sequence, that three months would just be running in you know, perpetuity. You'll be running all the time. And I think that's pretty powerful. All right. Interesting stuff from John McIntyre there. So we started off with James Schramko talking about how we can get people onto our list. Lots of different uh, little tricks and techniques you can use to get people onto the list. Shane talked about how you can split test and really up your conversions and tweak your offer. Andre and John talked about what what you can do when people are on your list. So we're going to round out this uh, best of episode with e-commerce rock star Ezra Firestone, who's going to talk about what you can do after people have bought. So we've got them on the list. We've split tested our offer. We've engaged them when they're on the list. Now they finally bought something. What do we do there? Ezra shares his post-purchase follow-up sequence. Listen in. The thing that I'm really excited to talk about is a very effective post-purchase automation that everyone can implement no matter what your business is. And I found it to be really great. And I use it on my uh, information business, my e-commerce businesses. I use it everywhere. I love it. Sounds good, brother. Sounds okay. very groovy. Let's hear about it. All right. So after someone buys, there's a couple things you want to do. Um, it's generally you know, kind of a five-part sequence for a physical product store. The first email that you want to send them happens automatically. They get put on a post-purchase automation list uh, is... Here's what to expect. Join us on social media. A video thank you. So, hey, thank you so much for purchasing. Uh, wanted to send you a quick email, shoot a video for you. You can watch that video here. And then in the email, you tell them everything you say in the video. You want Because some people will read and some people will watch. So you want to communicate it in both places. In the actual email they get, and they can click a video. And the video just says, hey, thanks so much for buying. We're packing up your box now. Or, or, you, or we'll be in touch with you in 24 hours if you're selling a service. Super excited to be doing business with you. Click the link below this video to join us on Facebook and you have a little Facebook like box where they can like you on Facebook and you know here's what you ordered and kind of stuff like that. The next email should go out the next day or the day after uh, and it's a here's what to expect. It's a pre-arrival email. So before they get the product, whatever that product is, it's building excitement. It's um you know, showing them what it's going to look like, maybe opening the box. Hey, you know, your box is going to come. This is what it's going to be. Or, hey, when we're all finished with this, this is what you're going to have. Super excited about it. And um, kind of building building excitement and getting them excited about, about the thing that is coming. Now, all, all the while, your tracking emails are going out automatically if you're sending them a physical product that's separate. That's sort of something that happens as the tracking updates. They get notified um, and they can track that. The next thing we like to do is after they've received the product, we ask, we send them a, a, a social promotion email that says, hey, you know, here's how you can enter our photo contest, which is a picture of you with our product. A selfie. People like to take selfies these days. And, and you can get pictures of people. You think? Yeah. It's like not hard to get people to take a picture with your product or take a picture doing anything you want that you can then put on your website, which helps your conversion rate. So you do a little photo co- contest for social proof. 
The next email that we send is a survey request. So like, hey, you know, we've you've done business now and super happy about it. We'd love to get your feedback on ways that we can improve products you think we should add all this kind of stuff. And you just let people type in responses. And that will be the best time that you spend on your business is reading those responses because people will actually tell you what they think. And you can get really good insight on different things to offer and products to add, stuff like that. If you're using an e-commerce business, tell me if I'm talking too fast here, Barry. No, man. My, uh, my voice is 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 kind of uh, a little bit down today. And so I tend to talk faster when my voice is down for some reason. So basically, if you have an e-commerce business all the while throughout this process already, they will have gotten an actual real, you know, leave me a star rating review request from whatever you're using, either Shopify reviews or Yachtpo or whatever, shopper approved, some le- some kind of, that'll have happened automatically along with the tracking updates. But I like to ask them to take a SurveyMonkey survey or a, um, you know, any kind of whatever survey software you're using and get some insight. And then the last email that I think you should send is an incentivized video review request. So not only will you have selfies of people who have uh, consumed your product on your product detail page when you're selling it, but you'll also have videos of them. And basically it's like, hey, get a $5 or $10 iTunes or Starbucks gift card by doing these five things. Pull out your your iPhone, shoot us a quick video, mention the product by name, mention this, mention that. Here are the steps we got to mention. Email it to us from the same device you recorded it on uh, and we'll send you a, a gift card, you know? So basically what we've done there is we've thanked them for buying We've gotten them really excited about the product. We've notified them before it comes. We've notified them when their product's shipping. We have uh, asked for a selfie and a traditional star rating review and given them a contest to enter. We've asked them to take a survey. We've incentivized them to leave us a video review. And then after that, because the point of the post-purchase automation sequence is to engage them, deliver content, and make additional offers. And so after that five-step sequence, we then go into content engagement and additional offers. Like we have this other product or here's this other piece of content that you might like that leads to a sales video. So we use that same funnel of sending someone up to a piece of content that leads to a, a product on the back end as well after they're already a customer. And what kind of uptake do you see or what kind of uh, you know additional purchases post that sequence are you seeing? I mean, we get a lot, man. You know, we have a, a, a like a 50% reorder rate. All right. I hope you took plenty of notes there. There's gold, gold, absolute gold in this week's episode. And I hope you took plenty of notes and you're going to run away and implement some of these, if not all of these, into your business just as soon as possible. At the beginning of the episode, I told you there's going to be a special offer here at the end of the episode, and this is it. If you've been following me for any amount of time, you know that one of the reasons I do this is because I think marketing automation and sales funnels are a super powerful tool for anybody to put into their business. And in the past, it's kind of been the domain of the really advanced top-tier marketers. But as the technology becomes more accessible, it's something that can be utilized by anybody who has a website. The problem is there's not a lot of educational material around how to go and do this. This is why I started the Active Marketer podcast in the first place. I'm on a crusade to educate people on how they can implement this stuff in their business. So we've had Udemy courses, we've got podcasts, we've got the private automation nation, private Facebook group where we solve problems and talk about tactics. But it's still not enough. 
it's still not enough. I get uh, emails and calls from people all the time where they're frustrated that they can't quite get it to work or they've made a mistake or they're not sure how this should go or they're not sure how these great tips like from Ezra Firestone there with his post-purchase sequence, they're not quite sure how that applies exactly to their business. So in 2016, I am stepping up the game, brothers and sisters. I am going to open a private coaching community that really is going to be a hotbed of sales funnels and marketing automation. I want to make this the place that wasn't available to me when I started. Years ago, when I started my marketing automation journey, uh, I found some great tools and I went to work and I was going to write, I'm going to implement these in at the time in my wife's business. And Hey, guess what? There was nowhere to learn. There was nowhere to go. Nobody was talking about this stuff. And it's just so powerful and so amazing, right? So I had to learn from trial and error, much like you're probably doing now, right? So you know it's powerful and you know you want to do it, but it can be confusing and it can be a little technical uh, and it's quite easy to make a mistake. You know, the wrong tag fires the wrong sequence to somebody and all of a sudden emails are going out that you didn't mean to go out. So this year, 2016, hopefully in just a few weeks, I'll be opening the Active Marketer Insiders private coaching community. It's going to be the coaching and implementation community I always wished I had when I was starting out with this marketing automation stuff. I want to make it super simple, super clear, and super easy for you to put this to work in your business because I think it's really, really powerful and can change anybody's business. So in my crusade to educate, we're going to bring together a private coaching community for you where you're going to get access to tools, tactics, and techniques. You're going to have direct access to me inside the community. We're going to run uh, private coaching calls and group hot seat calls. So if you really want to know how to put this into your business and you are brave enough to put yourself on the hot seat, Myself and other members of the community will break down your business and break down your sales funnels and really pick it apart and put it back together so that you have the best possible automation, the best possible sales funnels working in your business. And inside the coaching community, we're going to have tons of resources for you. We're going to have shared automation library. You can just click on an automation, put it straight into your business. We're going to have swipe files for your emails. We're going to have funnel blueprints that show you exactly the steps you need to take at varying degrees of complexity. So if you're just starting out, you don't want a super complex funnel. You just want, hey, where's the very first place to start? We're going to say start here, then move to this, then move to this, then move to this. We're going to have funnel blueprints. We're going to have quick action plans, checklists that you can follow to put this straight into work into your business. We're going to have group coaching calls, as I said, hot seat member hot seats, monthly webinars, And as I said, it's really going to be the premier place for anybody who wants to learn about sales funnels and marketing automation. I'm really, really excited about this. So here's your special offer. I want you to head over to the URL I'm going to mention in a minute and express interest in being a founding member of this community. I'm not going to charge anything now. You're just expressing interest that you want in when the doors open. And what that means to you, what that special offer is, is anybody who's put their hand up, you're going to get early access to the community at special founder rates. So I know you're taking a chance on me because this community is just starting and I want to provide you the best possible reason and the best possible resources to get started inside this community. So you're taking a chance on me and I understand that. So I'm going to give you a 
access to special founder rates. So anybody who's on this early expression of interest list, you're going to get first go getting into the community at special founder rates before we launch this to the public. And those special founder rates will never go up for the lifetime of your membership. As long as you stay an active member inside the community, that special founder rate will never go up. The price to the general public is certainly going to go up over time and probably very quickly as we pack resources and great learning materials inside that community. So you have a chance to get in now at special founder rates that will never go up for the lifetime of your membership. So if this sounds like what you need in your business, I want you to head over to theactivemarketer.com forward slash special offer. Just put your name in there and tell me that you're interested when the time is ready, we're ready to open the doors to these early founder members. We'll send you an email, and that's the time we'll bill you if you want to get into the community. In the meantime, run over to theactivemarketer.com forward slash special offer. Put your name and email address in there, and I'll contact you with some more information. In the meantime, we'll see you next week for another episode of the podcast. This is going to be a pretty interesting one, uh, all about getting uh, leads from Facebook straight into active campaign without having to go to any intermediate landing pages or anything like that. Pretty interesting stuff. Very, very cool. Very, very powerful. So i see you next week. In the meantime, get out there and design, automate, and scale your business to the next level using sales and marketing automation. See you, everybody. Thanks for listening to the Active Marketer Podcast. You can find the show notes and all the latest marketing automation news over at theactivemarketer.com.